0: M. Boogie Blue, a bug book by Stephen Cosgrove, from bookpop.com. Dedicated to Braden W. Durham and Marshall P. Durham IV, brothers who wish with all their might that they too might live in the land of more than small. They did, they do, and they always will. As you lay on a cold winter's day in a warm and cozy place, don't look up into the skies instead look down and squint your eyes squint your eyes so very tight and if you look with all your might you'll find the land of more than small in this land live bugs that's all as summer fades to fall so do the days of early december dim to the cold days of winter shirts shorts and sandals are soon replaced with sweaters pants, and boots as the days and nights get colder. It is an exciting time, the first time a single flake of snow slips from a cloud and begins to fall. Follow that snowflake as it floats on a breeze above the trees of the old thistle pine forest. Caught on a puff of winter's breath, the snowflake flitters and flutters over Bugville Station. There it almost lands on the head of Mr. Clipwell as he steps off the early morning train. The snowflake slowly drops towards the principal's twitching antenna. Then, at the last moment, a tiny gust of wind lifts the snowflake and carries it away. Like a butterfly, the snowflake floats deep into the heart of Bugville. Finally, it comes to rest on a windowsill on a building at the corner of Honeysuckle and Main. Ah, Bugville in winter is truly a wonderful place for bugs to live. Normally, a single snowflake this early in the morning would not have been seen by a bug. Normally, at this time, most bugs are deep asleep. They are nestled in feather beds covered in quilts of patched dreams and clever schemes. But this morning, there was one little bug who was not asleep, all snug as a bug in a rug. At that very moment, his nose was pressed against his second-story apartment window, He was so excited at the sight of the snowflake that his breath fogged up the window. Wow! Snow! he whispered. His name was M. Boogie Blue. Since his birthday in June, M. Boogie had waited patiently for the first snowfall of winter. He hadn't waited to build a snow bug or to make a bug angel in the snow. His dreams, his hopes, his wishes were all wrapped up in the birthday gift he had been given by his parents. The thought of the gift sent Schiffer's up and down M. Boogie's spine. For you see, his parents, Basil and Burgundy Blue, had given their son a snowboard. Not just any snowboard, but rather a superflex, triple-laminated, side-cut, noodle-nosed, bungee-bug snowboard with snap-step bindings. This was the finest board ever built by the master craftsman T. Tom Tinker, the owner of the local timber mill. Boxes went flying as M. Boogie rummaged through his closet looking for his snowboard pants, dandelion-down jacket, and fuzz-lined boots. Today was Friday, the last day of school for the week. It was a normal day for some, but for M. Boogie it was Snowboard Eve for if it snowed all day, Saturday morning would find him shredding the frozen slopes of Mount Thistle. Mboogie carefully laid his snowboarding clothes across the foot of his bed so that all would be ready. Satisfied that he was well prepared, he quickly dressed and brushed his teeth. Then, with a slice of roast toast in hand, he bounded down the stairs to the street below. His backpack was loaded with finished homework, and his mind was filled with dreams of tomorrow. Oh What a wondrous, magical day, this, the first day of the season of snow. The crystal flakes fell all morning and into the early afternoon. By two o'clock, the playground at Buttonwood School was blanketed with six inches of fluffy white powder, and still the snow continued to fall. All the bugs in school were excited about the prospects of sledding, skiing, and such. But all excitement was put on hold as students and teachers alike crowded into the bugatorium for an assembly. Every year on this day, Officer Buggins, the one and only Bugville policeman, delivered his Just Say No lecture. Beside him on the stage were two large posters. On one poster was a picture of an odd, twisted, dark green bush. On the other was a pearl-colored seed feathered in small green vines. This is the hagberry bush, lectured Buggins as he pointed to the first poster. Hagberry bushes are very rare and very, very dangerous. The eyes of the youngest bugs were wide with fear. For from the hagberry bush, continued Buggins, as he pointed dramatically at the second poster, comes the harpy seed. From the harpy seed comes only trouble, big, big trouble. He paused, looking around the room. It doesn't matter what the seed looks like. It is a drug, a very, very dangerous drug. The bugatorium was so quiet that you could have heard a feather crash to the floor. You may think that the seed is pretty, said Officer Buggins. You may want to touch it and even hold it. But mark my words, a harpy seed is never to be touched, let alone held in your hand. It will grow on you, and you will never be able to let it go. He paused for a moment and then added, That's why. If you ever come across a harpy seed, don't touch it. Just say no and leave it be, then tell someone in authority. The harpy seed was a serious subject indeed, and needed to be taken seriously. But in the last row of the bugatorium, three older school bugs weren't taking anything seriously. Hickory Bee hop do Le Clunk and M. Boogie Blue were whispering loudly about the snow and snowboarding the next day. "'Just say no,' rumbled Officer Buggins. "'Just say snow,' laughed the three boys. "'Just be quiet,' whispered Principal Clipwell, standing in the aisle. "'Saturday morning dawned a crystal world on Mount Thistle. All the trees and bushes at the top were coated in a deep layer of feathery snow.' The world was quiet and still. The only sound was the rhythmic squeak of the pulley on the pole of the rope-toe. The rope-toe was used to pull snowboarders and skiers up to the top of the mountain. Suddenly, over the crest of the peak, M. Boogie appeared standing on his snowboard, holding tightly to the rope. He let go and skidded to a stop at the top. He was followed by Doo, who did the same. A moment later, Hickory joined the first two. They all quickly knelt and snapped their boots into the bindings on their boards. Watching the others, M. Boogie stood and leaned against a sign that read, Danger! The Cliff Run! Experienced skiers and snowboarders only! Now there were only two ways down the mountain, Buggy Hill, which followed the rope tow, and the Cliff Run. Few, if any, bugs ever skied or snowboarded down the Cliff Run, for it was little more than its name, a cliff. Firmly bound to their boards, Doo and Hickory prepared to slide down Buggy Hill. They looked back at Boogie, who was still standing at the top of the mountain. Hey, Boogie, we dare you to take the cliff run, they laughed. And with whoops of joy, Doo and Hickory then slapped their boards to the snow and began sliding down the hill. Double dare you! Their voices echoed as they disappeared from sight. M. Boogie never refused to dare. So he hopped about, turning his board so that it was teetering above the cliff run. He looked down and down and down. the run was rocky and very, very steep. He nervously took a deep breath and bit his lower lip. Then, before he could change his mind, he started down the back side of the mountain. m boogie skidded and scooted down the slippery slope. The edge of his board cut into the snow as he seesawed his way down the steep cliff face. One moment he was snowboarding, and the next he was falling, spinning like a top out of control. He bounced his way down the mountain, landing upside down on top of a strange, dark green bush. Not just any bush, but a hagberry bush. If that wasn't bad enough, he was only inches away from a harpy seed that was sitting on top of the snow. In his mind, M. Boogie could hear Officer Buggin say, If you ever come across a harpy seed, don't touch it. Just say no and leave it be, then tell someone in authority. At that very moment, Cootie Doo and Hickory ran up to the hill where Boogie had fallen. You okay? They chimed. "We, We saw you crash and. They stopped in mid sentence when they saw the seed in the snow. Oh, big buggy, they gasped. A harpy seed. It's, it's beautiful, stammered M. Boogie Blue, flopping to the ground below the hagberry bush. Dare you to pick it up, challenged Doo. Double dare you, added Hickory. As we all know, M. Boogie was not one to pass up a dare. I can pick up the harpy seed and then drop it any time I want to, he said. He quickly pulled the gloves from his hands. Then with the words, just say no, still ringing in his ears, he reached down and picked it up. The glossy seed lay there in the palm of his hand. The thin green vines moved, ever so slowly. Feels really good in my hand. The vines tickle. Mboogie giggled, and I can let go any time I want. The vines twisted and turned, pleased to be near him. Uh, Boog, maybe you should drop it," muttered Cootie Doo. "Oh, don't act like a baby bug," laughed Mboogie, running his fingers over the seed. "'I don't know,' added Hickory. "'Maybe this wasn't such a good idea after all.' "'Fine. If you guys are scared, I'll put it back now,' declared Boogie. He turned his hand over, palm down to drop the seed. But the vines quickly twisted around his hand and held on tight. M. Boogie shook his hand, but the vines twined tighter. Nervously, he tried to pull the sticky vines away, but they wound up his arm and held on tighter still. "'I don't want to do this anymore.' He whined as he pulled at the stubborn vines. The seed's not pretty at all, and it's starting to hurt. He should never have picked it up, said Cootie doo as he tried to help his friend. Hey, Hick, snowboard down the mountain and get some help. Frightened, Hickory snapped his boots into his bindings and quickly slid away. In a little time that seemed like a lot of time, Hickory returned with Officer Buggins. The policeman popped off his skis and quickly rushed to M. Boogie's side. The vine had twisted all the way up Boogie's arm. Like a snake, it was now wrapping itself around his head. Silently, Officer Buggins went to work pulling and tugging at the vines. After much effort, M. Boogie was finally freed. With the help of the boys, Officer Buggins yanked the hagberry bush from the ground. Carefully, he made a fire and burned the bush and seed until there was nothing left but ashes. Then, all four bugs slowly slid back to the bottom of the mountain, leaving the ashes to blow in the wind. There were reports to file and phone calls to make. In a while, M. Boogie Blue would have to tell his parents what had happened. Don't pick up a harpy seed. Don't do an M. Boogie Blue. Just say no and step away. You'll be safer. It's really true. If you'd like to hear more Stephen Cosgrove stories, visit bookpop.com.